All right, we're recording. Uh, first show in a minute. Uh, we've been uh, on a little bit of a lapse because of, I guess, everyone's traveling, doing things, you know. But uh, we got Mike Feinberg on. What's going on, Mike? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, good, good. So I guess the first thing we need to address is the the Stefan Herman blow up. Exodus. Exodus. Mass exodus. <laughs> yes. So it, it does affect uh, one of the leagues that um, we're all in together. And um, was it, uh, I guess it was last Sunday, he played two people that were on bias, Kirk Cousins and Sammy Watkins. His team is actively tanking for a draft pick. And I hit him with the the tanking penalty, which in the rule book says, hey, look, the first time you do it, your second round pick goes from whatever it was going to be to the end of the second round. It's happened several times before. People have just taken it and been like, all right, um, we'll just eat, eat the penalty. But that's not how uh, our man Stefan kind of handled that. Um, no, no, <laughs> not quite. Well, Mike, as as just like you know, like I, I was actively in that chat. I, you were just kind of like on the outside, and you were like, "What happened? Like, what would like what did you before you knew what happened? Like, what what did you think was going on?" Um, I mean, I thought exactly kind of like what you just said happened, and I was pretty pr- pretty close. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's just classic Stefan, but the 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 the. The level of tank, two guys on a buy, is just—it's uh, it, just not acceptable. You just can't do that. You have to at least put somebody in there that is—I don't know—some. What do we have here? Like a minimum threshold of questionable or game time decision. Like <laughs> game what, time what decision. kind of low level does it have to be still to not break, like violate the rule? And he still didn't do it twice. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. <laughs> so, yeah, I—I I, I mean, and also. You kind of gave him the death penalty more than you just gave him a tanking penalty because at the end of the day he's not in the league anymore. Oh but no, no, no! But, but I hear you. But he, um, when he started his little freak out, uh, he, you know, he's, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, your your team, you know, needs a pick, and you that you're tanking and you trade all your assets away to get these picks, and now you're not even playing guys. So like, yeah, I mean, like you're you're trying to lose this game, but like you're gonna lose anyway. So why don't you just set your optimal lineup, guy? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he starts cussing me out a bit. He's calling me a slime bag and all this stuff, and I, I that's when I kick him out of the group chat. And then he gets real pissed off, and he just starts dropping all of his players. And that's and he <laughs> he kicks me off of commish, right? So he like I, I was co commish with him, and he kicked me out of that. So I email I uh, I contact the the support server. I tell him the deal. I'm like, hey, this we were co- I was co commissioner. This guy kicked me out, and he's starting to drop all his players, and. They, I guess they took like a look, real quick look, and they said, "Yep, though that's that's the case." Because look at this, and um, they added me back. I booted him, and then I tried contacting him a couple times about like, um, you know, what's going on with you, blah blah blah. He blocked my number, so then I fucking booted him from uh, the other league as well because it's like the only reason why he was being sane in the other league was because he had a chance to win money there, so he he wasn't totally out of it, so he didn't need to blow up there yet. Yeah. So, but, yet being the key word. Yeah, the second he was done, he would have been spiteful. And I, I'm he's he. I don't know if you were in the Josh League, but he's done spiteful stuff there. Where um, the last week of the season, he didn't start people so that Josh didn't get a buy because he was mad at Josh. Like, uh, um, like you know, just, so it's a it's a pattern of behavior. Yes, and then he just started doing that, and like he's a maniac anyway. And like I just I needed to be done with that, so uh, we replaced Steve. In the uh, MFL league uh, uh, with Stefan's team, who's got a pretty good team now, we and, call that a lateral move, or we call that an improvement <laughs> slightly. 
what's the official uh, take on this move here? I, I Steve is easier to get a lot way. Like Steve, like he butts heads a lot, but like ultimately he's not malicious. You put him in a division with Miller and Wild Dan. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I I, I, I can't wait for to see how this plays out. All right, well, the the divisions might go away. It's going to be obviously put up to vote because now I, I have a, a written set of rules in that league, and like you could, you know, uh, how we have in the League of Extraordinary Fantasy Gentlemen, we could uh, have rules brought up. I would like to propose a, a a different rule if we keep the divisions, where if you win your division, you get your your buy-in back. So like now being in divisions, winning your division means more. You know, it's like oh well, now going into the playoffs, I, I don't, I've I've already made money, right? So I feel that like there's less. There'd be less chopping and like, you know, I feel like winning your division means something. Well, that would actually change, at least at least give me something to consider. Because right now, mm-hmm. I just checked in on your leagues, you know, just to uh, change gears here for a second. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to finish the season most likely at 7-6. and six. I will have beaten everybody in my division and make the playoffs. But my team is 200 points behind everybody else at a minimum who've made the playoffs. So I have no business making the playoffs, and yet I just lost my chance of getting out on a top three pick. I don't even have eligibility to get the 13th pick because now I'm in the winner's bracket instead of the loser's bracket. Mm-hmm. So this $100 might be the only like incentive for me to be happy about winning the, 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 uh, the division, just, just to point that out. Okay, so – Again, the, the the page. I want to change the page structure to if you win, uh, every division winner gets a hundred dollars, gets their buy-in back, right? So that that makes winning your division mean a lot, right? So that's four hundred bucks out of the pool, and then um, I would want winning the conference would win you two hundred dollars, right? So the two people in the final game, they both get two hundred bucks each. So going into the final game, each team wins three hundred bucks, right? So that's uh, another uh, four hundred. We're at eight hundred, and then the winner of that game gets the remaining pot. I think it's like three hundred something dollars. Well, I, I I think incentivizing. It's kind of sad, but I think incentivizing every win in the playoffs and division winning if the divisions stick around might be a good way to actually you know I'm not make just, it worthwhile. I'm not just incentivizing every win. I'm just uh, incentivizing incentivizing winning your conference and winning your division. Like you know. Yeah. So winning, right. your, winning your vision gets you your money back. Winning your conference gets you two hundred, and then winner takes all the rest of the pot. Okay, yeah, no, I, I like it. Just give me some reason to want to win the division, even though mm-hmm. I've been trying to openly tank all year. <laughs> I, I don't even have. I have one quarterback on that team. Hey, you never know. One like, actual quarterback. All you need is uh, between two of the next three, and you got your buy-in back. So. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, crazier things have happened. Mm-hmm. I will say this for the rest of my days. Steve won the Miller League last year. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you know you always got a shot. Yeah, and his team. Uh, well, you know what? Let's go into the Miller League now. Uh, you know, we're at the last week of the season, week thirteen. Steve's team went from first to whew, worst. Uh, I think he's Is only he last. Uh, no, it's it's um. Uh, oh, he's third to last. It's he's third to last. Yeah, Kuhn is in the last. Finally, Kuhn He always wants. got where he wanted to be. You know it's it's gonna this is gonna really kill you, Mike. But you know who has both Kuhn and Watts's pick? Oh, Miller. Yeah, he's got Jeez, them both. Man. So the farm systems that are these teams for Miller. But you know what? You know what? Miller is Miller isn't even in in the top three spot at the moment. So I'll I'll take what I can get. Well, his team is old, Mike. His team is old. It's on the decline. You know, there's yeah, there's well. there's other teams coming up. Uh, there's an undefeated team out there. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, 
No, I haven't. Who's that? Uh, that's me, man. Twelve and zero. I'm on my way to thirteen and zero. We need we need three more wins here to get that perfect championship season. Uh, got the best running back. Got the best quarterback. Got the best receiver in the game. I don't know. Well, you, 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 your team has finally been put together through years years of uh, of uh, interest of good draft picks. Finally, yeah, and 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 actually holding on to them. How do you like that? Well, I never traded the draft picks. I uh, I traded well. I the one trade I did. Well, okay, two years later, would you rather have <coughs> Zeke, Golden Tate, Sony Michelle, and um, I think it's Nick Nik- Nik- was it Nikhil Harry or my, let's just say it's Nikhil Harry or Michael Thomas and Allen Robinson. Um, I mean, I don't know all those other players versus Michael Thomas and Allen Robinson. I mean, Michael Thomas is, you know, who he is. He's best receiver or second best receiver in the NFL. But Allen Robinson, like we were discussing earlier, mm-hmm. either uh, off air, I believe, uh, he's a boomer bust guy. And with Trubisky, he's a wide, re- he's a low and wide receiver too. And yeah, no, no, he's definitely like fantasy asset. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about a lot of other guys there, and one of them being Zeke. So that's all I'm saying is that if you had discussed Christian McCaffrey in there. But imagine if your team had Christian McCaffrey and Zeke and, you know, a well, bunch of these other players. But, yeah, I, I hear you. It's not as bad overall as it originally seemed to be. Well, but may, may I also you're, add, you're, you're here. You're, you're, you're undefeated and you're about to uh, embark on the playoffs going, uh, you know. May I also add that, that um, Allen Robinson and Michael Thomas are both, like, 26 years old, I think. So they are still in the, the – best part of their prime like the, I, I still have them for about like three to four more years of being a, a top end asset um true Zeke uh I that I'm not gonna say he's not he's obviously uh an RB1 but I I think that the team concept over there has changed in the last couple of well, this this season where they went from a run first team to now they're kind of a pass first team So like and they've kind of cut him out of the passing role so like while Zeke is still RB one, he I don't think he's that like top three guy anymore. Well, I'm looking at the uh, roster, at least the matchups for this week, because we have three teams behind you that all have the same record. Very and, close, right there. Very all close in points too. Right, so it's all going to be coming down to who actually plays two today and who outscores who. I've got uh, Kuhn's, uh stellar team. Let's see, Miller's playing. Uh, oh. NCU is that short for Watts' team? Uh, yep. All right, so he doesn't have to worry about it too much. And then uh, where's Launchpad? Launchpad's Launchpad right behind you. He's like 20, 30 points behind you, I think. Yeah, but he's actually playing the only team that actually maybe you know could put up points. He's playing James. So the all, all three of us. So it sounds like, and this is all guaranteed playoff spots. It's just who gets the buy. Which is obviously a huge, uh, huge impact. Hindsight is foresight. Um, James's trade of all those assets for Odell Beckham, and he's going to miss the playoffs, has really backfired on him. Like, you know, I, Who, who's sneaking in? Is it is it Cheese? Is Cheese making the number cheese, six spot? Cheese is being offered up to the fantasy gods in round one. Man, wait. So it's so it's year one. The three of us at nine and three. Currently, currently right now, and it's then, me, oh, you. Me and you, it'd be right if the if, if everything stays as it is, right? It'd yeah. be me, you get the buys, and then um, you, I'm sorry, uh, Scotty would go play Cheese and Miller would play Justin. And I would think that would be a great 
game for Miller to get eliminated on because he talked shit about Justin's team the entire year. Yeah, that would be ironic. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, see, so you know, today there there are some meaningful matchups, but it's not so much the matchups; it's actually just. Uh, Accumulated points, and most most likely, I don't think you got to worry about the wins losses. I think all three of your teams going to win. You got to worry about the points. You need to outscore Launchpad. I think Launchpad is in striking distance. Miller, not so much. Uh, let me just go to the uh, yeah. We need points um, in this league standings. Uh, yeah, you are up. Uh, you're you're solidly up on both of them. They're both around the same area. They have to outscore you by like fifty points almost. Okay, so, all right, I can live with that. But I think you're 50 good. points is not that much if you think about it. It is. Actually, in this league, because it's half PPR, you're right. It is. Um, it's a lot of points. Oh, uh, I also, you know, I'm tooting my own horn again. I, I set the uh, record for most points scored in a game, and I left points on the table. Uh, 211 is now the new record, so Miller's looking up at me now. <laughs> no big deal. Oh, damn. And I crushed Steve. Steve, uh, Steve actually DM'd me earlier that week saying that, like, um, oh, you, I picked up uh, the the backup San Francisco tight end to block him from him, and I was like, "Bro, your team's ass, dude. I don't need to fucking like. I'm just picking him up in case I want to. If in case Kittle doesn't play in the afternoon, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. it's all I'm doing." And uh, he was like, "Well, blah blah, we will see you. I'm gonna beat you, blah blah, all this stuff." And I ended up beating him by like 120 something points. Uh, what what was the final score of that one? I think that might be a wreck. I don't even know, but um, let's see. Yeah, uh, week week twelve. Oh man, yeah, it was like a hundred and like twenty six points. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty savage. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, how do you feel this? Uh, how do you feel this is all going to break out? Um, you know, in the playoffs, like who, who do you see? You could be modest with your, or you, or you could be, you know, um, to say you could, you're, you're going to win. But who do you think is going to go all the way here? Well, I think that your team is pretty much uh, going to have an easy, you know, easy path right to the finals at a minimum. Um, you, you you're you're pretty much. I would say it's hard to argue that you're not the heavy favorite to just win the entire thing outright. Mm-hmm. Your team has consistently scored more points than everybody by about twenty. It's kind of hard to ignore the one fifty hundred and fifty two point week, you know, average that you have versus everybody else's down by around one thirty. But you know, I, I'm certainly not hoping for any injuries. But we need luck. That's it. It's just all about luck. And we just need those guys that come out of nowhere. And by nowhere, I just mean they just outperform your guys. <laughs> oh, speaking uh, of I don't know. Speaking of league winning um players, let's let's get to uh the Penny Carson right now. Cause I, I, I we you know, all year long we've been talking about this and mm-hmm. I'm waiting, biding for my time. I think I think that we've seen the, the, the door was open, kicked open by Penny by Carson fumbling again twice. Cause I know I didn't count on the stat sheets, but in, I'm telling you, when they went back into the uh, you know the practice this week, he got charged for that fumble, uh, Carson. They certainly didn't charge Russell Wilson for it, and uh, that would make it his ninth fumble of the year. Uh, Penny killed it in 14 carries, and he got all 14 after that fumble. Uh, he I, I, he's looking good, man. I think that that's my league winner, man. Well, I mean, look, you're right. Carson has been fumbling his way into a timeshare with Penny. Mm-hmm. And Penny has shown that he has the ability to handle you know, more, more snaps. I mean, he was getting nothing practically for a while there. 5.9 yards a carry, by the way. Yeah, well, I mean, in the two, what is it, in the two carry, he's, he's, you know, he's at uh, two touchdowns and five yards. No, Great. For the season. Yeah, I know, I'm joking. I'm, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. He's done well. He probably deserves more. But the bottom line is that I think – 
they like to have one guy that's just going to be back there consistently who they can count on to run the ball, pass block, yes. go out and catch a pass. And Carson has shown that. Obviously, this year he's all of a sudden developed a fumbling problem. But so far, they hadn't had that problem. But, I mean, you can't, you can't deny the fact that he's, he deserves to have some kind of you know, loss of playing time. It, 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 it's, it sucks. But as a Carson enthusiast, I'm capable of saying that he's, he deserves to lose some snaps. I, I want to say that you're only enthusiast just because you happen to own him everywhere. You, yeah. <laughs> you didn't believe put, in his game, though. I put my money where my mouth is, and I talk about guys, and then I get those guys on my team, and then that's it. <laughs> and you know how I feel about trading my players. Yeah. They well, become my players. You, well, you, you've been more um, apt to trade uh, in the, like, the last couple of years, like the last like, year or two. Like Before that, you wouldn't trade anybody. Well, when the when it, when it becomes necessary, you got to make a move, and I have to make some moves. Absolutely. Um, all right, uh, let's go into um, the other league. Um, that uh, actually is the playoffs are all set there, but I think that that is a way more evenly um, matched. Where, uh, but you but you know what's funny is that I thought the same thing until I realized that there's an undefeated team in this league too. Yeah, but Justin's team is uh, on the downswing. Like, there's a lot of guys he has hurt. Like, um, if you look at his lineup, uh, I know he's got Hooper. I know Hooper. T. Y. Hilton. Like, he's um, there's just a ton of his guys. Let me go to his team. Don Fiber, James, Justin, Justin. Well, he he's he's one of the few teams that actually has three legit quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He's got one, two. Well, he used to have three legit running backs, but then David Johnson just disappeared off the uh, face of the earth. Or was he, he got Nick Chubb? Now Nick Chubb's getting vultured by by Kareem Hunt for the rest of the yep. year. Ingram, Ingram has been doing has been consistent. Yeah, David Johnson's dead. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'll say it, Miller. Uh, finally, <laughs> he's fucking dead. The guy's I, for this. I don't know. He's for this, done for the rest of this year. He's dead. I think he's done. Done. He's this is his third straight dud year. Like. I don't really think they have much of a need to replace him at this point, though. I mean, even for running – I mean, he's making money, but, I mean, he could still play. It's just that I think they have to look for another player. All and I don't know. I'm not really sold on Drake either. Kenyon Drake being one of those random guys that just breaks out, like, five years into the NFL. He didn't just break out five years. He was he broke out um, with the Jai when Ajayi went down for the season. He, he played, like, the last three games as the um, bell cow. He killed it. Then going into the next year, they just – Gase just just like didn't play him, uh, you know whatever. But he he's okay. Like I think he's he'd be great like in the uh, complimentary satellite back role where he gets fourteen touches a game and you, and he can get you like hundred and fifty all purpose yards or something like that. Because he's yeah. he's got he's 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 pretty good. I like him. Uh, just to go back to Herman's receivers for a second, Coop, Cooper, Amari um, uh, Cooper, Josh Gordon, AJ Green, T. Y. Hilton, Tyler Lockett. Tim Patrick, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyrell Williams, Albert Wilson. So out of all those names, I count Cooper, Lockett, Sanders. Lockett's, three, three, three receivers that can actually get on the field. Lockett's uh, receptions have gone up. Uh, I'm sorry. Lockett's targets have gone down from 20-something percent to like 14% the last two weeks. I don't, I'm going to assume this is because he's, he got injured when he went to the hospital. And yeah. he's more or less out there. Wait, 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 wait. We, we can't just assume anything because the player goes to the hospital. Has no. this year taught us nothing in terms of how injuries are evaluated? <laughs> yes. Come on now. I, I know some people, they, they would have an issue with that. No, yes. Going to the hospital doesn't mean anything, uh, right. apparently. 
But uh, in the real, I think that he's he's playing hurt, and he's more or less out there to take you know coverage away uh, to a certain extent uh, from DK Metcalf because like DK Metcalf, he doesn't have like route running like where he's just gonna create a ton of space. He's gonna you're gonna have to like put it into a window, and he's just super physical. He's gonna have to like just beat the guy to the ball, and like you know he's he's such an athletic. T- I'm sorry, Mike, you were about to say something. I think that this is a week where. Uh... Oh, yeah, sorry, just seeing an update. Zach Ertz is in Eagles warm-ups, has looked good, and pushing his hamstring, which kept him out of practice. He's expected to go versus Dolphins. Okay. but uh, That just screams the, play Godart all over it. it just, I know. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just not a good situation. I wish he wasn't playing, honestly. But just to get back to the uh, Seahawks, <coughs> um, I think this is a good matchup for the Seattle receivers. Because not that the the Vikings are an easy team on the secondary, they are. But but you know, it's just I think they're very difficult to run on, which just is going to force them to throw. And they have that's the funny thing is they have this concept of being a run first team. They actually have three legitimate receivers and a tight end that can actually play, mm-hmm. and a quarterback that's that's you know an MVP possible. They actually uh, possible candidate. They actually have two tight ends. Irv Smith Jr. has. In limited like role has played very well as well. No, Irv Smith Jr. is on the Vikings. I thought so. I was talking Seattle. Oh, I'm sorry because they also yeah. had like the same thing. They're a run funnel defense. They have yeah. three legit legit receivers and like feeling yeah. it's similar. Um, you're right. Good tight ends. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You're right. It, the same analysis can apply. Yeah, but um, uh, you know, especially with, since uh, Seattle got Josh Gordon, they haven't even like unleashed him yet. He's still. Just probably learning the playbook, and DK Metcalf is still getting better. And then I think Lockett. This is the first time I saw that he's not listed on the uh, injury report. So they can't, you know, they can't just not list him as anyone on the injury report. That's against the rules if he's actually still injured. So that would be pretty sneaky as a decoy to just be completely off the injury report and still injured. Well, when I when I say he's injured, I mean like he's. It, it's it's definitely affecting him, but it's he's still practicing and all that stuff. I don't think you have to, do you have to list it if it's um, if he's just kind of working through it. it. Well, I think that the 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 point is that you have to be on the injury report if you have an injury, mm-hmm. and if you don't disclose an injury, then that's a violation. So that is just you know, like plainly put, if you're still injured in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. you have to be on there gotcha. because it has you know it's a point of uh, you know player safety kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, who knows? I'm saying that, and you know, the league's filled with Bill Belichick's. I'm sure they know the rules a million times better than I do about how to get around them. But I, I, I think that this is the first week I read that he's not on the injury report. Um, all right, man. So as far as the the Cats League, the Superflex, what, uh, what's your predictions here? Because I'm going to say it's you versus uh, – oh, Duncan – uh, and Kuhn uh, played Kuhn. for the for that title. I'm going to say Kuhn wins. He's been the better team all year. So I'm going to say Donk plays you in the uh, in the wild card weekend. You upset Donk because I want that pick. Uh, I got his pick. I want a higher <laughs> pick. And then um, you lose to Kuhn. But you win that third place money because you're going to go beat um, uh, Miller in that because Miller is going to lose to Stefan. Stefan's going to uh, lose to Justin. Well, I should say Steve. And it's, uh, I would say Kuhn, Justin, and Kuhn upsets Justin in the finals. And that, that'll be 14-1 Kuhn loss. The funny thing is that in this league during the season, I somehow already beat Donk I already, and I already beat Miller. I think I lost to Kuhn. I think I lost to pretty much everybody else that wasn't in my me. division. 
<laughs> I beat you, right? I mean, I just mean like everybody else who's in the playoffs. I beat Kuhn, actually. <laughs> the fucking second week of the year, I beat Kuhn. But uh, I'm looking at Donk's team right now. He's got two starting quarterbacks. He's got uh, Kamara, courtesy of me, mm-hmm. uh, Philip Lindsay, Singletary. Oh, he's got Jonathan Williams, too. That's a big get. That's a additional RB1 for as long as what's-his-name-is-out, Mac. His receivers are essentially Christian Kirk and Michael Thomas, and he's got Kittle and Olsen. All right. I think this is a winnable. My team is uh, my, my, my team is a bunch of uh, random, you know, random producers. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I wish I had more consistency, but at the end of the day, I think I have a shot against his team. Kiyun's team is going to be a little bit more difficult, but uh, if my first round matchup is against Donk, I think I may have a chance. Even though I gave him uh, gave up Carson, oh uh, no no Camaro last year, mm-hmm. it would be amazing if I somehow miraculously beat him in the playoffs this year. Camaro revenge game, man. You gave yeah, him up. I don't want to come out. I want the anti-Camaro revenge game. No, no, you, you get the Camaro revenge. That's what I'm well, saying. You gave him up, and now, boom, you beat him. If I can somehow get Carson back, it's Miles Sanders going, and get Darrell Williams into that starting running back role for uh, Kansas City for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Damian Williams' rib just doesn't heal or something like that. But uh, fucking Damian Williams so, is dead, bro. Darrell Williams is, gonna, I think, going to be the guy going forward. Uh, I think I, Damian Williams is a total bust as far as this year. He he's yeah, he's done. He's done. I definitely see Kansas City investing a pick in the third, late second round in a running back because since they lost Hunt, they've had no. They can't depend on anyone back there, and like they, you could you, you could see it's hurting their game. Absolutely, absolutely. They, they they're going to invest in a running back. Unfortunately. I won't be able to get that running back now in the draft because both my picks, both my pick and uh, and what's his name, newly new, new member of the league, Stephen Stephen Morenis, is no. uh, I got his pick too. You're but def- his team is making the playoffs. In- unless they draft the kid from like Alabama, like one of those like nasty running backs, like which I don't think they will. I think they'll pick up a running back that just suits their needs, like a like a third round guy or something. I don't know all the the, the draft class right now, but um. You know, I I think that they're they're not going to go like first round pick on a, on a on a running back. They're, their first round pick, if they have it still, is going to be the defense because that's really what they need is defense or maybe offensive line depth because yeah, you know they, when their line got hurt, it really affected their offense a lot. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, and and I think at the end of the day, they're quite you know they're, they're knowledgeable about the fact that you don't spend a first or a second round pick on a running back no matter what. It just doesn't it. Unless you're, even if you're going to get like a top five pick, which the Chiefs aren't, it's still just, it's not worth it. But I completely agree. They're going to go running back in the draft. This will be the end of uh, Damian Williams in Kansas City. And truthfully, I I, I just don't see the need for Shady to stick around either. He's good. Don't get me wrong. I I like what he's been doing other than the fumbling. He's done. But he's done, right. They're not going to keep either one of them. They're going to get Darwin Thompson more involved, Darrell Williams more involved. And they're going to get another young guy. Darrell Williams is done, I think. I think they cut ties with him. And I think going forward, it's Darrell Thompson, and they're going to draft a guy and maybe sign a vet, just random dude, to have depth at the position. Wait, you, but you just combined Darrell, you just combined both of them into one person, Darrell Thompson. It's Darrell Williams Dur- sorry. or Darwin Thompson? Darwin Thompson is. Oh, it's Darrell. T- it's Darrell Williams. The guy from Miami. He's. he's That's Damien. Damien. That's Damien Williams. He's gone. He's gone. 
McCoy. The other guy they have is Darrell Williams. Darrell Williams is out of LSU. He was the backup to uh, Derek Geis, Derek Juice, and uh, uh, what's his name? Fournette. He was third string. I think they draft a guy, and going into camp next year, it's Darrell Thompson's job to lose. So like, <laughs> you did it again. <laughs> the guy who's playing today, that's not fucking shady. Oh, you know what? Fuck that guy. I can't even know. I don't even know his name. He's done too. If they're gonna draft a guy and they're gonna cut Got the rest it. of these bums, and that's just... understood. Understood. Right. No more McCoy. No more. Why are you from drafting Miami? four four guys with similar names? It's all Darrell, Damian, Daryl. Like what the fuck? I don't name them. I just I just know what their situation is in Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> okay, man. Uh, Chiefs, they probably gonna win their division, but if they it, don't, if somehow the Raiders beat them and they like, you know, um, they don't win that division, that's a, not a team that you want to be playing in that wild card weekend, man. I, in general, I don't think they're gonna get a buy. That's just not a team you want to play wild card weekend. No, it, yeah, you're right. It doesn't look like they're in a good position to get a bye simply because the Patriot defense is just too dominant and teams are just not able to move the ball against them. So they're going to maybe at a, at a minimum lose maybe like one more game. I mean, they, they, the Patriots play the Chiefs next week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, you know, we'll get a we'll get an uh, you know, an understanding as to how that matchup would potentially go. I think but that the Patriots Kansas City is going to be if Kansas City can stay healthy. That's yeah. the thing is keeping Tyreek Tyreek Hill on the field and obviously Mahomes on the field mm-hmm. is is a big thing. And the Chiefs' offensive line just came back; they just got all five starters back. So, stay healthy is the big is the big issue. Uh, I think that the Chiefs beat them this time. I think that the Patriots have been flirting with disaster all season, and um, like Chiefs are an upper echelon team. They've just been hurt all year, and they're getting healthy at the right time. They have the offensive weapons to put points up. And the Patriots do not have the offensive weapons to keep up, I feel. The Patriots' offensive line is the weak spot. Uh, Brady's got no time to throw, and the running game can't develop. So the big, the big, uh, you know, the, the bright spot for the Patriots last year was that they were able to just run the ball all game long against the Chiefs. And that obviously served in getting them points and keeping Mahomes off the field. But because they can't sustain drives on offense then Mahomes is going to get back on the field. So even though the Chiefs' defense isn't one of the elite defenses in the league, they're not the bottom five defense anymore. So that was always what you know we kind of assumed last year, is that we're like, damn, if this team had anything other than maybe the worst defense in the NFL, they would probably be pretty hard to beat, and that includes against the Patriots. So they're not a bottom five defense anymore. They're really a middle-pack defense. Well, that's what they need. Long, you just need to be middle-pack. That's pack. all they need. That's all they gotta, That's all they got to have, I think. But my bigger concern is, if they get past the Patriots, can they beat Lamar Jackson again? Because they've already beaten him twice, and that's 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 pretty difficult. They beat him once last year, and they beat him once this year. Who? The Chiefs. They beat. Last year doesn't count because. All right, so they beat him once this year. They beat him once this year, but I feel that 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 offense didn't start clicking until a couple weeks ago where they they've just been putting up number they've been like I I am excited to see them versus San Francisco cuz that's a legit good off defense versus the best offense in the league has has Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens changed football forever because 
like all these, you know, um, run first quarterbacks like a Lamar Jackson, these athletic quarterbacks were never taken seriously. You wanted your Peyton Manning statue motherfuckers coming there, dropping dimes everywhere. But again, no team has ever just built their team around the player that they have. Like they, like the Ravens have done this year with Lamar Jackson. Let's fucking make offensive line, a many good tight ends to help block every down, uh, a run game. That's, you know, who runs better than them? Uh, fast receivers, just super speed. I think that they haven't changed the game forever. I think what they did was they brought the game a little bit back to, uh, you know, a style of play that that the league had been going away from, in terms of passing versus running. But the big, the big, you know, the big thing that always happens with guys with like Lamar Jackson is what happens after they get hit for real the first time that leaves them, you know, unable to get back up the way they went down. Sort of, Michael Vick lasted a lot longer than others. RG three lasted one season. That was it. Yeah, but he I, made a mental mistake by jumping into like a three hundred fifty pound lineman. Like that was yeah, but that one mental mistake can happen at any point, and when that does happen, which it will, it's just how how good is he going to be when he gets back up? Is he going to be able to get back up in that game? Is he going to be out for a while? And then what happens? Because guess who's going back in if anything happens to him? RG three. It's, it's, it's RG three, right? Mm-hmm. So we know what that is. I uh... so that's the, that you know that's that's the problem is that you're replacing a position with a skill set that's unreplaceable as opposed to a guy who throws predominantly where yes they you know the fall off is is significant yeah. but it's still like they can still throw the ball but that argument's weak in the sense that like I think it's harder to replace Drew Brees a pocket passer than it is to place Lamar Jackson where you like they have RG3 I feel that like obviously you're losing a lot because he's not dynamic like like Lamar but that offense can still run really well under RG3, doing option plays, throwing the ball deep. While, like, how many shitty backup quarterbacks come in? They, they're, like, they're nowhere near these receivers, you know? Like, when you're, when you're trying to pass, when you're trying to, like, run a pass game like that, it's, it's so much harder to replace a player that's a pocket passer than it is to an athletic running back, an athletic the o- receiver. The only thing I have with your. Uh, analogy is that the the Saints didn't skip a beat when Saint, when Breeze went down. Uh, they, they replaced him. They, with they, they won almost every single game with Teddy Bridgewater, who's a pocket passer. Yeah, but he's a former uh, number one overall pick. That the only reason why he lost his job and was because he had a debilitating knee injury. But he was never a running quarterback. He was a pocket right. passer who but, had talent. But he, right. But you asked how you you said it would be more difficult to replace Drew Breeze than Lamar Jackson. Now, we haven't had to see what happens when you have to replace Lamar Jackson, but we did see what happens when you have to replace Breeze, and the team only lost like one out of like five, like five or six mm-hmm. games. They won nearly every game. They went in, I watched the game. They went into Seattle, and they beat them pretty handedly. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, that's, that's significant. Right, so well, I, I guess what I'm saying is that I don't know. Uh, on, on the di- all right, Drew Breeze was a bad, situ- uh, a bad um, example just because his backup's so good and that team's so nice. The Jets, when they when fucking Sam Darnold went out and they replaced him with Nick Falk and some other dude who broke his leg. No, they they, they replaced uh, they replaced him with some guy that that got injured for the season, and then they went to Nick Falk. I forgot I forget who it was, but was it was it Brian Hoyer or somebody? Else? No, 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 it was um he, this guy did start games last year in right. Like, a who shit was show. it? Damn. Um. I forget he was, yeah. awful. but he got hurt right away. So they didn't replace Miles Garrett Sam Darnold with that guy. But but yeah, but ultimately they got to Nick Falk. Yeah, uh, to not Nick. Yeah, 
and they couldn't move the football at all. Like the guy was, he's out of the NFL now. That that Falk guy. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was not Nick Falk. That's the kicker. <laughs> it's same thing. He could have been probably yeah. better at a kicker because he stunk at a quarterback. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the um, but also the the thing with the injuries. I think Lamar Jackson takes less um, uh, blindside hit like, like hits that come out of nowhere than uh, a, a pocket passer. Like he's never just gonna get blown up from his backside like other guys just because he's got such a, like a good sense of what because he wants to run he's got a good sense of what's going on around him and other guys can't just commit so hard to just trying to blow him up because they're just trying to get him to the ground because he's so shifty yeah no nah, look i think that he is a, an unbelievable talent i think that his accuracy is much better than i ever thought it was going to be mm-hmm. but at the same time i think that they built their team to be so dependent on not just the quarterback like most teams are, but a, a running quarterback that I think that they're just uh, they're, they're going to be absolutely screwed more than, more, than, more than usual because even if you have a, a, we'll call it athletic quarterback to replace him with, it's not the same because he has something that no other quarterback has ever had, and that's accuracy and mm-hmm. the athleticism to just move around like a skill player. Okay, uh, next Philip Rivers has thrown like 124 picks in the last three games. Um, real number is something like eight. Um, is that 2004 class dead finally? Eli Rivers, Roethlisberger. They are they officially just all done in the NFL? Eli, absolutely. Rivers looking like it very much so. And Roethlisberger, I, I, I got to tell you, I don't think he's done. I think that if he can play, he's going to get back out there. He's always flirted with retiring and all this kind of stuff. But – I don't know. Like, I'd like to see what happens with this new guy with uh, Duck Hodges. See if he's anything uh, you know worth scorer. worth you know writing about. Perfect score in that Buck game, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, if this guy is absolutely terrible, just like uh, what's his name was, you know, Mason the uh, the racist Rudolph. He's. Uh, I think that's unfair. Like, I know, I'm joking. I, I I think that's ridiculous. Miles too. Garrett. He, first of all, if that was the case, should have said that. In the, in the interview, because everyone would have got his actions. If it's like, yo, he he called me the N word, that's why I acted like I did. Everyone, his penalty would have been, I think, softened a little bit just because it's like, no, well, Mason Rudolph fucking said that. Like, everyone can get where he was coming from. He waited like a week later to be like, oh, yeah, he called me the N word, or he said he called me something, you know, um, racist. So, like, I don't know. I just feel that, like, <laughs> if that happened, you'd want to say right away, like, yo, that happened, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I think so, but at the same time, uh, there's really no point in getting into that because we'll never know what was ever actually said or not said in there, and it's it's so ridiculous. It's, he it's, calls it's him a, a He has absolutely no way of, of defending himself. It's something that is extremely uh, emotionally, you know, like driven, mm-hmm. and and you know, like it's you know, now that it's out there, it's out there, so it doesn't quite matter anymore if he said it or not. Mm-hmm. It's out there that he did say it, but. Either way, different. Yeah, you know, no need to, no need to get into that kind of crap. They, I do uh, want to, I do want to point out something to uh, the owner of this team called Brian the Rebuilder. Mm-hmm. He's currently got a IR rule violation in I that do. league. He's what? gonna have to take care of that real quick. He's got a starting quarterback on the injured reserve. Drew technically. Lock. All right. Oh, I've, my bad. He just came, came back. Ca- this I'm week. sorry. You, you gotta get called out on air sometimes. Uh, he came back this week. He did. He did. Right. He's starting. So IR move. I'm going to deactivate him to my uh, practice. I'll do it. I'll do it after the game, after this uh, podcast. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, well, the segue. Uh, what do you think that Drew Locke's going to do? Is he just another dumb quarterback that Elway drafted and they're going to be searching for a quarterback this draft? Or he's going to show you something in the last five games? I, you know, it, I, I can't stand the Broncos, but it would just be nice to have another quarterback in the league that can actually do something. Mm. I just think football is better when you have you know better quarterbacks in the league. So I hope he does something. I have some uh, some shares of Noah Fant around there, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't mind him actually having a quarterback that can play football. You know, one of those little those little traits that you look for in an athlete. I would really like him to 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 really be good, just because I, it's beyond the trade deadline, and I have him in two leagues. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, so he's yours no matter what. Yeah, because if he would, if he would, I would wait for him to play today, and like, oh, if he does good, I'm just gonna trade him for assets. But uh, I can't do that. So I'm just I'm stuck with him. So I, I he has enough games where I think that the, he could either cement himself as a starter going to next year or let John Elway look uh, for other uh, arms out there. Well, I think John Elway is always looking at the other arms out there. The, that guy is a quarterback flirt. If you ever heard, if you ever seen one. Well, you know that uh, tall white guys is just you know what what he looks for. It's like the bigger, doofier, slower, and more unathletic you are. He'll always have a picture of Brock Osweiler in his office somewhere. I'm shocked he didn't trade up for <laughs> Josh Allen. That's like, guy could throw 80 yards. He's a fucking big old white guy. He's like six four, six five. He's athletic. Like, and he went to and he went to Wyoming, which is right there by Denver. That's yeah, you know, probably well liked around there too. That was that was that had John Elway written over all. He got to throw a fucking football through a cement wall. I mean, he can't get to his running back or to his uh, quarterback. I'm sorry, he can't get to his receivers at all. But you know. He could throw it hard. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is the same league that let Mitchell Trubisky get drafted eight spots before Patrick Mahomes, who was drafted two spots before uh, Deshaun Watson, and an entire NFL passed on Lamar Jackson before he got drafted like thirty or thirty-one by Baltimore. Uh, so, great NFL's pick. evaluation of quarterbacks is pretty bad. Uh, it's the hardest thing to evaluate. Though it's not like it's an easy thing, like running backs easy. It's like a layup. It's like, all right, is this guy in shape? Is this, how athletic is he? And like, uh, you could put it together after that. Yeah. How many injuries has he already suffered? Yeah. Unless you're Kalen Balage, who's like kind of athletic, and you're the worst running back who's ever toted the football. He has something <laughs> like 125 rushes for like 150 yards. It's like, it's like insane. Like, after at what point do you just Stop giving him the football and just have your quarterback QB sneak it. Like it's just it's just a more uh, productive play. Yeah, no, no. Sometimes it just makes sense. Yeah, he's out the league. I, there's no reason why you'd want him. Um, Sean McVay and the Rams. What's going on with them? Uh, has the league caught up to McVay? Is it is it so the the the, the personnel is not there? Like what's going on? They look totally different. Well, I don't think that McVay should escape without blame here at all. But I'm going to say that most of the problems with them are personnel and that they lost nearly their entire offensive line from last year. Mm-hmm. And you just can't replace the offensive line without you know suffering some kind of setback. Now, I also think that their offensive line and their defense masks a lot of issues with, um, with Jared Goff. But I don't think that Goff is so bad that it really should be as bad as it looks right now. I think that there's... Maybe some something to say that the team knew how bad their offense was going to be this year because of the line and scaled back early because they just said there's no reason to take a beating this year. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they didn't think they were going to be this bad, 
but at least I would put some some kind of valid reasoning behind why what was an extremely you know like high scoring offense turns into uh, you know a barely a twenty point game score because I'm telling you it just cannot be bad coaching. This is bad personnel development, play calling, or whatever it is. They didn't have in place some kind of contingency plan for losing all five of their offensive linemen, basically. What uh, what contingency plan is there other than to trade all your right. draft picks away for Jalen Ramsey? Well, that, I think, was actually a pretty – I mean, they, 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 they're they spending money like, the, you know, like, there's no, like there's no limit, but there obviously is. But at the same time, you don't just find Jalen Ramsey's. And because they have no chance of ever getting one of those top five picks – for at least a while, shit. You know, like as a Chiefs fan, I'm telling you, I would have traded two first round picks. I'd rather have two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey than whatever we gave up for uh, Frank Clark at this point. The G- the Chiefs are more complete than the Rams. The Rams have a serious problem at offensive line. Todd Gurley's dead. He's the Walking Dead. Um, but you could replace. I'd like, a I'd like to have Aaron Donald. I could. I I think the Chiefs could use a guy. That, with his skill set. <laughs> yeah, but look what look what the Ravens did. All they did was like, we're gonna do sweeps and just run away from Aaron Donald, and that they put up like fifty points on those pussies. Yeah, but but the thing was with the offensive line is that you can't do anything on offense if you can't block, mm-hmm. not pass, not run. You can't do any like I mean, you have no time for any of that kind of stuff. You have no route or lanes that get open for the running backs. There's no blocking downfield. If miraculously you do get past the line of scrimmage. It's a disaster. You need to have offensive linemen in order to have any kind of offense. So I think to really, really put a, a, a like a spotlight on what I think the issue is with that team, it's their offensive line. Now you can make fun of McVay all you want. He's the coach. It's his responsibility. Fine, fair enough. But I think that you should keep McVay, and I think that they should invest heavily in offense in the draft and uh, offensive line in the draft. Well, they've wasted their best assets to the next two years to uh, get offensive line help. Well, well, I mean, they need to get, uh, they, I mean, they got Ramsey, which is defensive, you know, defensive secondary help too with the, the first round picks, yeah, two first round they picks. They traded Peters. I know he's more of a zone cover guy, but like Peters is still a great player and they pretty much threw him away for nothing to the um, Ravens to, to acquire a great man to man cover corner, which was unneeded. I felt like they made it to the Super Bowl with that with, they had a great defense, Without him, their offense just wasn't isn't scoring points. That that was the problem. Like I would have traded two firsts for you know uh, to the Redskins for their fucking left tackle or something like that, rather than Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I think that that's definitely uh, would have been a smarter move. But I think that Ramsey is definitely an upgrade over Peters. Uh, 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 Marcus Peters is amazing. He really is a, a good cornerback. But he lets up touchdowns almost as often as he uh, gets interceptions. I, I'm, I'm telling you, look at his numbers. His numbers I, were not fantastic. I agree. They've been so much better on the Ravens than they were on the Rams at any point. Well, that's because the Ravens have you throwing the football from the second quarter. Like, yeah. you, there's yeah. no run game against the Ravens because like you're playing down by 21 points pretty much in the second half of the, fo- uh, the football game. Yeah, no, no. The, the Ravens are a good team. Mm-hmm. I think that the Ravens are going to be the uh, – like the probably they're at this point, even though they're number two seed – they're most likely going to be the most difficult matchup in the playoffs, but I, I I think that the I think that giving the Patriots one more chance at them is going to be a, a huge thing, and I, I don't they still haven't beaten the Chiefs yet. 
Despite what I, anybody thinks, they I, haven't beaten him. I am a big Patriots like enthusiast in the sense where, like, I, I at some point you just got to appreciate how great they are. But this year, <laughs> they're, they're not fun to watch. They kind of they're whack. I, and like, I'm I want Baltimore Kansas City to be the AFC Championship game in Baltimore. I think that'll be a very fun game to watch rematch from week what like two or three. Uh, yeah, some two premier quarterbacks, two uh, you know just. Great offenses. Yeah, defense fucking stay Yeah, home. who cares? <laughs> yeah, we, I want like a forty to to, tw- to thirty seven game, uh, with like a you know a, a, with either Lamar or Patrick Mahomes with the ball with like a minute fifty and like two timeouts at the end. Well, you know that's what the Chiefs want to do, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs. That's how I think you beat the the Ravens. Is that the Ravens are all about running the ball down your throat, scoring a bunch of points. Not going, uh, not punting on fourth downs, which is great. I I totally agree with that that Jim way Harbaugh. of playing football. Jim but Har- that's exactly what the Chiefs are going to do too. The Chiefs are going to go for it on fourth and one at their own thirty nine. I mean, there's just no point of taking the ball out of Mahomes' hands to put on the def- you know, to get the defense on the field. It makes no sense. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has an analytics guy that sits next to him, and then he like refers to him. He's like, "What's my percentages if you know on this third and three from my forty five? And mm-hmm. they say, "Hey, look, the 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 analytics say go for it. Like you have the better offense. It's it's like whatever, you know." And I, you know, you. I mean, obviously, there's times when you should punt, but like those, I never got why a fourth and short from like kind of like midfield. Why you ever wouldn't just go for it, you know? Or or know. on the forty yard line, instead of kicking like a like a fifty five yard field goal, if it's like fourth and four, I, I think it's the same odds of of just getting the fucking first down. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I. I think that teams are too hesitant because they have this flaw, this feeling that you can't ever turn the ball over on a fourth down in your own territory, which, fine, I get it. But you're also discounting something that is unbelievably important, is that you get these fourth downs at a rate that you wouldn't hesitate mm-hmm. if you were on their opposing territory. But what actually changes? The only thing that changes really defensively is if you're in the red zone because mm-hmm. then everything gets truncated into a smaller you know, like smaller area. Mm-hmm. But if you're on 50 yard line, the 40 yard line, you're opposing, uh, you're the opposing 30 yard line. It makes no sense to not go for every single fourth down mm-hmm. every single time. Maybe if you're on like your half yard line, actually, no, what would it matter? Just go for it. You're going to turn the ball over anyway. I would say fourth and less than five. I would go for it. Like in real life, like, you know, yeah. like the, especially like, unless I'm the bears where it's like, we're not going to get it. It's punted at you. We got we got a great defense. We got to hope they make a play. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it makes no sense. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, he done? No, actually, I think that Trubisky just Trubisky just I guess there, there's nobody else out there that I would say is so much better that they need to go and grab him. Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew. I don't see why they would get rid of either one of them. Uh, they're paying they're paying Minshew nothing. Mm-hmm. They can let him develop for another year. They're paying Foles. You know, a shit yeah, ton of money. But make the, him, make a, him play. A quarterback like that, you have a finite amount of years before you have to pay him. So, what's the point of keeping Foles? I would, I want to see our future with with Minshew. I want him playing because because if you think that Minshew is your future, mm-hmm. then you, there's no reason to to get rid of him. If you see value in this and Nick Foles is playing well next year, then trade Foles next year. What if the Bears could give will give them their second? Pick this year and their 2021 first. I mean, look, if they're willing to give that up, I 
I don't think they'd be willing to give that up. Why? To be That's the missing piece of the puzzle. They have the defense. They have the um, offense. All the all the surrounding parts of the offense are there. They have a they have a decent line. They got uh, wide receiver weapons. They got running backs. They're just missing a quarterback. The quarterback is the problem. The quarterback is. He's a quarterback fucking... is part of the problem. It's it, it, it's 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 you know, he's part of the problem. I think that the play calls need to be adjusted. I think that there's. Plenty of talent there. They have no tight end, to be honest. They have no tight ends. Oh, but that's which, all right. You could pick up a guy uh, in, in free in free agency. But like again, I would just get a, a pass blocking tight end. Like you know, you could just find all the tight ends. There's like Kittle, was Ertz, Kelsey. There's like five guys that are like dynamic offensive players, and the rest of these guys are just mostly uh, uh, pass blocking guys who can occasionally get you some first downs. So who cares? You're at the you're at the same you know, level as everyone else in the league. Yeah, no, I mean, this year was pretty uh, eye-opening, but I think that if they, they've invested so much in Trubisky, they've invested so much to build around him and try to help him with certain things, I think that they would probably go one more year. Mm-hmm. I think after this year, if it looks like next year, it's just going to be a repeat. I think they get rid of Nagy, and I think they start to seriously consider something else to do on, uh, mm-hmm. on uh, what do you call it, on the quarterback position. But I, I, I don't think it's, it's cut bait time yet. I think it's getting there, but... I think that maybe if he can put together a couple of games here or there at some point, maybe before the end of the season, he has a chance. Okay, let's go into the picks of the week here. Um, we're going to do from Westgate in Vegas right now. Green Bay at New York. Um, Green Bay laying six and a half um, in New York away. It's, it's a hell of a spread. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. I think he just lights up the Giants today. I think it's going to be something like 41 to 28 or something like that. And like a good 14 of those points are going to come the fourth quarter when Aaron Rodgers is sitting down. Yeah, I think that uh, six points is uh, kind of uh, kind of low. But I'll, I'll take Green Bay in that one. Well, they're away. How much can you favor in a, uh, you know, a road team by? Well, I mean, we've seen the Patriots go on the road to New England, uh, to Miami, to Washington. We've seen a lot of insane spreads this year. Mm-hmm. I think that six and a half is nothing for the Giants to give up at home. Carolina laying ten and a half, uh, and Washington's coming to town. So, uh, in Carolina, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, I, I can't stand Dwayne Haskins. I think he's absolutely terrible. I'm not really too confident in their ability to score too often. But I, I think 10 points is a lot. Carolina is not too, moving the ball too well these days either. But, all right, you know what? I, I have no faith in, in, in Dwayne Haskins moving the ball. So give me Carolina. I would never bet on the Redskins. Give me Carolina. Yeah. That. <laughs> um, San, this, is probably, this should probably be flexed to Sunday night. I don't know who's playing Sunday night, but this probably should be flexed. San Francisco at Baltimore. Baltimore laying five and a half. Oh my, that's a lot of points to be laying against San Francisco. Um, Baltimore's been playing so good though. Give me Baltimore. I think that San Francisco hasn't seen any anything like this, and Baltimore has been putting up points. So I, I think I like Baltimore in this. You know what? This is yeah. You know, Baltimore at. At home, I think in the rain against a, a team that's usually playing in good weather. Give me Baltimore. Plus, West Coast team going East Coast. You can never yeah. forget that. That's a, it's always a big deal. The only West Coast team that I think is used to playing in any kind of weather is Seattle. 
and they travel pretty well. Like they 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 played pretty well last week in uh, in uh, Philadelphia, despite uh, despite being a close game. I'll I'll, I'll take uh, Baltimore in this one. They're very well coached to uh, Seattle. Um, yeah, Tennessee at Indianapolis. Uh, Tennessee is laying a point uh, at Indianapolis. Um, I don't think I could ever take Tennessee away laying points. So give me the Colts and Jacoby Brissett to play a solid game out there. Uh, you know what? The, the thing with the Titans is this, is that I hate them with a passion. Believe me how much I hate them for all the <laughs> playoff victories. And the thing about the Titans is that I just feel like they are a team that plays solid defense against mediocre teams. And if you don't come with your A game, that they're that they are going to probably play you pretty tough. I hate the Titans, but give me the Titans. Um, and and the Colts are playing without Ty, and they're playing without Mac. Now Jordan Williams, or Jonathan Williams, look nice, but I think that Mac is better than Williams, and I think that this is the kind of game where Derrick Henry is going to do what he wants to do. Essentially, first of all, Derrick Henry has had a slow start in almost every game, but the second half it feels that like. All the defenders on the other team are making business decisions instead of NFL decisions. Because right, like, right, right. He, he wears them down in the first half, and I think that's the team's strategy. Is there? And a, then in the second half, he just runs all over them. Is there a guy you'd want to t- like tackle less than Derrick Henry, like twenty plus times a game? You're just like, this guy's two hundred and fifty pounds, six foot four, and he has like a four four forty. He it's like insane. Yeah, no, he's he, he, yeah, he's an he's an athletic beast. I think that he's even more physical than. Uh, Adrian Peterson was um, definitely more. He's more. He's he's Brendan Jacobs, but more athletic. Um, yeah, true. Philadelphia at Miami. Philadelphia Lane Ten with the amount of struggles that they've had, and the amount of like Miami don't quit. You know, even last week when they were getting beat up by the Browns, they were still putting up points in the game. They played a full sixty minutes. Give me give me Miami to cover that ten points. Actually, I like him. That guy uh, from the the Patriots, Foles. I want to say his name is or, or Flores. He's yeah. he should really get coach of the year to having that team playing like they are instead of just totally checking out. I I I I agree with what you're saying about the Dolphins playing tough, but they're playing tough. But they're still they have no talent anymore left on that team for real, and the Eagles are playing to stay even with the Cowboys. So give me the Eagles. I think that they're going to be playing from you know you know from beginning to end in this one to make sure that they don't have some kind of a letdown. Man, and I think uh, get they, they are getting Alshon back. Alshon and Aguilar. Not that not that that means a whole lot with Aguilar, but just having more weapons on the field, getting Wentz you know more comfortable. And the Dolphins aren't going to be a uh, heavy pressure on him either. So I think this is a get right game for the, the Eagles. May I add that Philadelphia only has three more wins than Miami. Yeah, yeah, true. So they're not that different. Like, <laughs> you know, like three wins is a lot, but it's not like you're in a totally different stratosphere. I mean, like, you know, if, if, if Miami wins this game, it's only a two-game difference, man. <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 is, it is the Dolphins. At the end of the day, it's the Dolphins. That's, that's pretty much all I have to say in my mind to make sure that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win. Ten points is not that bad. Oakland at Kansas City. Um, Kansas City laying 11. Oakland is susceptible to the pass. I think Kansas City comes out and blows the brakes off of them today. I want to take Kansas City at home. 
I think KC has been looking for this matchup for a while. They haven't had their full uh, complement of offensive linemen. They're getting Tariq Hill back today. I think this is the game that Kansas City has been waiting for all year to say, we just get off our bye, two weeks to prepare. I think they're going to kick the ever-loving shit out of them. I think it's going to be Kansas City by more than 11. I want to say, though, this is a classic trap game for a better, where you just look at the two teams and you're just like, clearly the Chiefs, and then Oakland is up at half, and then in Kansas City doesn't Kansas City wins, but doesn't break that spread, and it just fucks you. <laughs> I, well, the, the Kansas City's been waiting for that game where they've clicked, where the offense is, you know, churning out thirty-five plus points, and the defense is clicking too. And I think this is the week that they've been saying, you know, everybody's back, everybody's good to go. They're getting Frank Clark back. They have Chris Jones back on the line. Their defense, the secondary, has been playing all right lately. They have some issues, no doubt, but. You know, the, the, the Raiders are a team they need to destroy this week. Tampa Bay at Jacksonville. Tampa Bay on the road is favored uh, by uh, – they're laying three points. Um, give me Jacksonville. Uh, I don't know why Tampa Bay is laying points uh, ever. Uh, their quarterback is a turnover machine, and uh, their defense is good against the run, but they're terrible against the pass. They're very inconsistent. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars here to cover the spread. I, I am a little surprised here, too. I mean, Tampa, I, I think one of the things that I, I think is interesting is the matchup of the Bucks' run defense, which is pretty good, against Fournette, making them more of a pass-heavy team. And the Bucks' defense hasn't been the worst. I mean, it's definitely not a great defense, but they, they, they've been able to uh, you know stop some teams a little bit here and there. Uh, but, I, yeah, I think minus three on the road is, uh, is a little bit much for the Buccaneers. Give me the Jags. New York Jets at Cincinnati. Jets laying three on the road. Give me the Jets all day. I think the Jets are going to finish the season strong. Cincinnati, they're playing for nothing. The Dalton's starting again. You know what? That's a little tricky because Dalton's probably could come out there and be like, all right, I'm leaving you ne- next year, but this is what you lost out on. So he might play out of his mind today, but I, give me the Jets. I can't go against the Jets in this one. I'm actually going to go with what I assumed you were going to go with too. I'm saying the Bengals get their first victory of the season today against the Jets. And this is as somebody who is extremely Jet sympathetic. I think that you're no longer a fan. You're, you're a sympathizer? I am a Jet sympathizer. Okay. Always will be. But I think that this is a classic, classic, classic Jets moment of every season when the team looks at themselves and the fans are all like, you know, we have actually played pretty well the last couple of weeks. We, you know, we got things clicking. And boom. We're on the road against a team that we absolutely should beat. And what happens? We lose. So I'm going to say this is a week where it's a complete letdown and the Bengals get their first victory of the season because I think that their, their guys are sick and tired of losing just as much. They're 0-11. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, also, I would like to toot my own horn with A.J. Green being done. Um, called it. <laughs> he's not He's not going to play. If he does, it's like, I mean, what, how, like week 15? Like, you know, well, it would it would make a difference if uh, I think for him if uh, if Dalton is playing quarterback he was not going to step a foot on the field without anything less than Andy Dalton as quarterback I don't blame him he's, so he's I think a, this is a week where you get Dalton back in the lineup next week if there's any chance of him playing this season he's going to play but uh, I, I I but you know what that would be fantastic too because that would make AJ Green's first game back the same week as the first week of fantasy playoffs which no, would actually be fantastic. No one would play him. I, I don't know. I don't know. You put him on the field. There's a reason why you're putting him on the field, and that's to showcase what he's got. 
If and he, if you have any value left in him, you trade his ass. Um, the Bengals are a very poorly run organization. Also, I was my take about them never firing Marvin Lewis because they don't want to go back to being the complete joke of the league. I feel I'm validated by this season. <coughs> well, I think that they were also going into the season severely lacking in talent on both the offense and defense. Marvin Lewis there? They're a solid 6-10 and 10 team. But they have no offense. They have no defense right now. They had no A.J. Green all year. They got year. no Marvin Lewis to make them not be total laughingstocks. Marvin Lewis had A.J. Green. And he did just fine. Multiple playoff appearances. They were never just a total joke. But they didn't have more. They didn't even have A.J. Green this year. That's my point. You think that was a difference? That they didn't have some fucking... Bu- they have A.J. Green for the last I'll put that years. on the list of reasons why that makes this a difference. Marvin Lewis also had Andy Dalton almost every single year. Marvin Lewis also had a pretty. They pretty had Andy Dalton all pretty, year. He had a pretty solid defense for most of those years. Their defense is non-existent anymore. No Marvin Lewis. Well, I, I think you're giving Marvin Lewis a little too much no, credit. I'm saying he's but, the very mediocre guy, and he, and he, like, you gotta remember, like, do you remember when the Bengals were the worst team in the league and they were a fucking joke? And then yeah, Marvin still- Lewis came, and they were not a joke anymore. They were just kind of middle of the pack. You couldn't laugh <laughs> at him. You know, you had to take him seriously. You would bet, you would maybe even bet money on him to win a game, you know? But now, well, they're right back where they were. Well, I mean, that's pretty much what we expect them to be. They're back to where we are, they're where they are, and that's as expected. Mm-hmm. They should build a statue to Marvin Lewis out there. And him, <laughs> like, seriously, with him being like this, you know, like giving like the 50 50 sign, be like, hey, man, it wasn't so bad, right? We made the playoffs. Um, they should get him the guy who made the, Ronald, the, the Cristiano Ronaldo statue. Not, give him an honor of a statue, but make it ugly as hell because he doesn't deserve to have a nice looking statue. The guy who made that statue, like Christian Aldo, must have like, like kissed his girl or something like that because like <laughs> he he did him no justice. Like so ugliest stupid. ugliest statue of all time. <laughs> our next game: the Rams versus the Cardinals. Uh, L.A. Uh, is going to Arizona, and uh, L.A.'s laying two and a half there. Give me the Rams. Actually, you know what? No, give me the Cardinals. This is a statement game. This is a Kyler Murray game. He's gonna he's gonna put up some points, and the Rams are just gonna lose this game that they definitely should win. I think that this game is gonna be really close. I I would I I think the Rams defense is gonna frustrate uh, Kyler Murray. They're gonna probably put a lot of pressure on him, force him to run a lot. And I think Jalen Ramsey is gonna take down or, or take out Christian Kirk. Basically, they don't have anything else after Christian Kirk at this point. So uh, I just I, I despise the Rams, but I think that they can actually do something against their defense. Give me the give me the Rams on the road minus two and a half. L.A. Chargers at Denver. L.A.'s lane three and a half. I think that's a wild number. I think that the the Broncos at home in Mile High. They're they're a hard place. It's a hard place to play. Rivers been playing like trash. Um, Denver's starting Drew Lock. I think Drew Lock. I'm hoping because I own him. I'm hoping that he goes out there and he just has a real good day. Give you know injection of life in there. Give me Denver at home. Yeah, I'm inclined to go with the Broncos at home too, but I don't have any faith in in Drew Locke. They've been doing nothing but talk that guy down since they drafted him. Give me the Chargers on the road. All right, here's a game that's everyone's been circling for two weeks now: Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Cleveland laying two on the road. I'm sorry, Cleveland laying one and a half on the road. Um, give me Pittsburgh in this. Uh, I think that like 
Pittsburgh is out for blood a little bit. I think Mike Tom, when you saw him after the interview, like he was mad. I think this game is going to get chippy quick. Yeah, I think this one definitely don't want to get anybody hurt, but I don't think this is going to be a good game for anybody. I think the Steelers' defense is going to be out for blood. Mm-hmm. Um, Chubb is losing carries and snaps to Kareem Hunt already. I think Odell is going to get shut down by uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. The the, the Browns are uh, the, the the Browns. I think have all the momentum, and I think that they've been playing better of late. But they lost their best defensive player, and I, I don't really have faith. In, but I don't have faith in the Steelers either. I still think Cleveland wins, but I think it's going to be a bloodbath. So who'd you take? Cleveland. Cleveland. All right. Uh, Sunday night game, New England at Houston. This is a sexy game. Uh, New England laying three on the road. That's wild. Give me Houston. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going with Houston on this one too. I think the Patriots are finally going to get a little bit more than they can handle. I think the Texans offense is going to be able to move the ball a little bit. I have faith in Deshaun Watson, and I think the Patriots offense, just they're not going to be able to match firepower. Um, last game, and I'm I'm really bummed. I didn't know if this was a Monday night game. Is Minnesota at Seattle? Seattle laying three. Penny game, baby. I think this is the game he busts out all over the place. Chris Carson is going to be the number two right now, and uh, I I say Seattle wins that game outright. Uh, yeah. So I'm not, so they're their favorite. I Seattle wins that game by a touch, uh, a penny touch. So all year long, I've been. I would have I would have normally gone with Seahawks at home in a close game against a really good opponent. I learned my lesson. These are the games that Seattle lets down on. The Seattle Seahawks play better on the road this year, which is unusual, and I think they lose this game. I think the Vikings are uh, a very similarly matched team to the Seahawks on offense, and I think that the Vikings' defense is actually a little bit better than the Seahawks' defense. So give me the Vikings on the road, plus three. Okay, um... That that is the uh, end of that, and um, we had a, a finally uh, a comeback show for uh, me and Mike over here. We'll be back next week for the first round of the playoffs. And, and, oh yeah, uh, this is the best time of the year. This is fantasy playoffs. This is all, all the matchups going in, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm super excited. Maybe undefeated season for Brian. Maybe Mike <laughs> comes out of nowhere and he can start complaining about his draft picks in my league. He wins the title. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, good luck to you this week, Mike. Uh, hopefully you keep your bye in the Miller League. Um, who is the guy – all right, last question about the playoffs. Who In Miller's League, who is the who is the guy you want to face least in that uh, – either the, the first round – besides besides myself, who's the last guy you want to face least in the uh, out of that group, those four guys? It's definitely – in the first round of the playoffs, if I had to – if I'm – I mean, I don't want to play. I don't play the uh, Launchpad's team. His team's got uh, a lot of potential. Miller Miller's team this year is a little bit more beatable than it has been over the last two or three years, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess if I had to say the team I want to avoid the most, other than you, is Launchpad's team. I hundred percent agree. I think Launchpad is clearly the. It's you, Launchpad. Is are clearly the nastiest uh, teams out there. I I honestly would rather play Miller's team over Justin's team because Justin's team has like a lot of guys that either are dead, a duds, or go off. You mm-hmm. know, like so like if you just catch him in a wrong week, he could beat you. Um, I don't give a shit about cheese. This team sucks dick. Um, <laughs> like he's gonna he's uh, there's too many things have to happen for him to um, not make the playoffs. So he's yeah. gonna be. A layup for either you or um, 
or uh, or Scotty or Miller. Like whoever plays him is. Uh, yeah. Also, I uh, going back to that Le- Le'Veon Bell trade. Terrible trade. I I thought like Le'Veon Bell uh, as a trading for a twenty seven year old running back and, and like trading a lot of assets for him on a, on a bad offense it was just a bad move. Well, I, I yeah, I mean. I would have to go back and take a look at what the state of the you know the situation of the teams were where the trade was made at that point. But fair enough, I don't think trading for a 27 year old quarter uh, running back is ever a good thing in any situation. Like if it because was because they are a, 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 a ancient an ancient person at the position at 27 already. Like if it was you, right? And like this is might be the missing piece to the puzzle, right? Then like I get that more than cheese, where it's like this helps me make the playoffs. Well, I traded a first-round pick for um, Lindsey for Philip Lindsey. But that, and I thought, a, yeah, Lindsey is like you know twenty, twenty-two, twenty-three years old or something like that. And he is a very big part of that offense. And you only traded it a, a late first because your pick is going right, to be was, in the bottom four, most likely. Right. That's what I assume. Mm-hmm. I assume that this is really a four-team race, and at worst, at best, my my pick would be the number nine, mm-hmm. and at worst, it's the number twelve. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I I, I just think that. I needed to make that move too because I saw the writing on the wall with David Johnson in that he was getting a lot of touches but not a lot of yards behind those touches like he used to. And it just, you know, I'm hoping it still improves. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you need you need the depth. It's so. cr- it's crazy that you didn't see the writing on the wall of Chris Carson. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's wild. I, I was telling I didn't see the writing on the wall. It was, uh, it was, I, missed, it was I must have missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I must have missed it on the 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns he put up he, last year. He didn't put a, oh, 1,000 yards and, like, 400 carries, dude. It was, it was He is Carlos Hyde. What do I lose points for 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 efficiency purposes? No, you just don't win championships. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't win championships anyway, so jokes on you. No, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, well, also you you've overcome a lot to get if you get this by right, and you finish as the number two seed. Do you realize all of all the shit you've overcome? The Tyreekness, the the Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. I still haven't had. A, I had one game from Antonio Brown this year. You had one game. You had the Miami game. Yeah, and I'll take it. But you know what? That means I'm second place without him, and when he comes mm-hmm. back next year to the Patriots, he'll be he'll he'll be good to go. I either he I don't know if he comes back. To be honest with you, man, I think he'll that it's like I don't. Here's my thing: like I think that what he did, and um, he's such a loose can. Like it wasn't just like he did something like Kareem Hunt that he could apologize for and be forgiven. Like he totally fucked up the Raiders, right? Then he totally like the with the Patriots. You know, like that whole shit he was pulling, and the fact that he has rape allegations. Like, you're better to obviously kick a bitch in the face on camera than a, a chick saying that you raped her. Like, that'll get you fired. I don't know if he ever plays again, to be honest with you. Well, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna make any crazy, you know, announcements or speculation or anything like that. I'm just gonna point out that players have done a whole or have been accused of a lot worse. Players have admitted to a lot worse, and players have still come back to play. And it's just, it's just, it, it, it's, it's the NFL. It's the business of the NFL. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to give him, what will end up being a very, very team-friendly contract, then I think that they're going to do it because a team like the Patriots knows how to handle this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. You make nothing guaranteed. You make every part of the contract contingency on, on a week-to-week basis. They know what they're getting. They 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 knew what they were getting themselves into after he'd already did what he did with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. All this other stuff afterwards, they pretty much have said that they didn't know about it. So that doesn't mean that they wouldn't have or would not would have or would not have assigned him. 
They just said they would have liked to have known about it. If they did, maybe they wouldn't have signed him. Maybe. But it doesn't mean that they're never going to sign him after the fact. That's all. Mm-hmm. I think that he's still got a lot of talent, and receivers can last a long time. And now he's got a full year removed from basically being injured in any way, shape, or form. So that's huge. Yeah. Um, hey, you never know. That's what the, It's going to be a fun offseason. There's a there's there's going to be, obviously, a, a great draft. It's so, a very deep draft going on. There's yep. a, a bunch of players that could probably come back to life, like Antonio Brown. And, uh, Mike, I would like to wish you luck in this last week if you're uh, on the bubble in any um, leagues or if you need a buy or something like that. And uh, Absolutely. You to you as well. Thank you very much, Mike. Uh, we'll get back together later this week, and we'll record a playoff preview. All right, guys, we'll see you later.